Hey, welcome back to another edition of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. We're up to episode 101. If you missed our special uh, episode 100 edition with Five Tool owner Lynn Van Landingham, uh, go check that out after this one. It was uh, great to kind of look at the past, the present, and the in the future with Lynn and just hear about the start of, of Five Tool and its its origin and, and the thought process behind it and how it's grown and, and what we believe in and what makes it so special. So um, really cool look back and a look into the future of what, what's next to Five Tool with Lynn to celebrate episode 100 of the podcast. So go check that out as well. And if you're a player listening, coach listening, uh, don't forget about our new website, fivetool.org. Um, I've been seeing, you know, Drew, I don't know if it's just me, but I've been seeing a lot more personal videos uploaded via Twitter. And I don't know if it's like my timeline is kind of more conditioned to include that because I've liked so many of them over the years, <laughs> but it seems like we got more people out kind of capturing their own stuff, which is, is super cool because you and I always talk about having FOMO of missing some of these top players and just not being able to be where uh, be at, at, at all these places at once. But if, if you are capturing your own video, we've got a perfect place for you to put it at five tool uh, with our premium membership for for player profiles, you can upload that video to your page. We can upload it for you, um, and it's a great, great place to uh, have your own baseball profile. And then you can send that all out to coaches and things like that. But yeah, Drew, is it just me, or have you noticed just like more video coming through through these high school games? And a lot of these games right now are scrimmages for the most part. Yeah, no, there's there's definitely been an uptick in it. Um, you know, which is great for us. I mean, that's usually what I spend my last like hour every night doing mm-hmm. is sitting there on the couch kind of sifting through the day's videos um but but man like it people pop up left and right yeah. you know it's some some of these programs that you know i what i've particularly noticed is like the the really good programs that win year after year like i like seeing the new guys pop up you know not necessarily guys you've heard of or know much about because they've had you know a star player in front of them for the last couple of years and now this is their chance. Like <laughs> there are so many good players in that 23 class that like they're uncommitted that you just see popping up yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and we've gotten to get out and see a few different scrimmages and games uh, for the private schools over the last couple of weeks. And man, you're seeing some names uh, like that of guys that, that can really play and that are definitely going to have the ability to play at the next level. So yeah. I think that part of it's great. Um I always think it's funny, like when you go to some of these and you get a couple people videoing from one angle and then you see videos from the same exact play popping up from another angle, you know, yeah. it's, you know, it had to have been parents and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, that stuff's great. I mean, it's, it's good to get out there. Um, you know, what I'd say to the players is, you know, don't, don't play for the camera, you right. know, don't, don't play knowing that there's a camera there or trying to do something because it's there. You know, and that everyone, human nature for kids, you know, that's, that's what happens a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I know it's tough to, it's tough to come up to the plate with double digit um, professional scouts sitting over there videoing you or one of your teammates and not want to try to do too much. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, that, that's always one thing that I have, that I try to keep in mind. And, you know, sometimes I, I don't film for that reason, just because I want to see how guys play the game without it. You know, not that anybody's playing because of my video, but, you know, it is interesting to see how people react when they think a camera's on them versus when it's not. So, yeah. Um, 
but but you're right there's there's been a massive uptick in video and mm-hmm. which is awesome for us i mean it makes our job easier and it you know points out some guys that we maybe haven't heard of or you know may make you interested to go see a school play that you didn't know yeah. much about so yeah um keep it up we're it, it's, it makes our job a lot easier yeah sure does and and you know like i said our website is really specifically geared to that like to give players access to take those videos publish them on your profile with the coaches that are already subscribed on there even the coaches that aren't yet subscribed on there you can take that profile and send those coaches and, and all your videos are right there and your contact information and all that sort of stuff but uh before we get into some you know a lot of scrimmage thoughts and a couple of game thoughts as well you mentioned the private schools have been already playing games um did you did you well, you watch the super bowl like did you actually watch it like i spent most of the super bowl chasing jack around like it was my friend's parents had a super bowl party which was awesome great food and everything but it's a really really nice house it's not kid proof yet oh so like i left at one point turned around and i uh, to get a beer and i turned back around and jack had an entire chunk of like brie cheese in his hand like he just picked up the whole cheese and I was like, well, oh, I hope no. nobody wanted breed cheese. And she's like, so I spent <laughs> a lot of my time kind of making sure he didn't break anything. Um, but what but what do you think of the game? Did you watch the game? And I they had a specific commercial just for you. Oh, did you see I know it? what it is? I did. And <laughs> the the HEV butter tortillas. Yes, yes, yes. Like I was I, I sent I probably sent that to double digit people to make sure that they saw it as well because they they know of my affinity for the butters um but yeah no we brought in a ringer my mom came over and um took koi or not took koi but managed koi let's call mm-hmm. it um while mary got to cook her famous queso and oh then, yeah that's good stuff um and then yeah so i got i actually got to see uh, a lot more of the um a lot more of the game than i was anticipating um good game um i thought philadelphia would end up winning uh so did I, I didn't know how much uh mahomes ankle would uh would affect him but um i can't say that i'm mad that the chiefs won of um, course not yeah so i i did i had a little money on yeah a friendly friendly uh amazon gift card bet oh uh, yeah where i took the eagles but mm-hmm. I wasn't mad that the Chiefs won. My my sister in law's from Kansas City, and so she's a big Chiefs fan. And, yeah. Um, you know, I like Andy Reid. I I don't. Well, you, you hate know. the Eagles. Like it'd be like if you know if the if if the Ravens were in the Super like, Bowl against like the Forty ers Like yeah, I, like I hate I'm, I hate I hate. I don't like the Eagles. I'll just say that. I don't like the Eagles at all. It's hard to but, hate them with Jalen Hurts, you know? Right. I like Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I do like a lot of their players. I love what they do front office-wise as far as their moves. But I do hate – I do hate Sirianni. I cannot stand him. <laughs> See, for um, me, it's Travis Kelsey. I cannot stand oh, Travis Kelsey. He, yeah, he is – He's. Ter- I mean, it, you know, I don't know who he's thinking was doubting the Chiefs all all year long yeah but like vegas wasn't and you know i think it was a legitimate question to ask how are they going to be without tyreek hill but like 
I don't think there were very many people out there that actually know what they're talking about that were writing off the Chiefs. So right. that whole yeah. that whole shtick the last couple of weeks has been a little bit tiresome. Yeah. But but he's good. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's really good. He's good. So yeah. So but yeah, I just I, that as soon as that commercial came on, I was like, oh my gosh, this is everything <laughs> Drew always talks about with the better tortillas. So now well, we know you're not lying. Well, you know, a little uh, cheat. So last week I went, or yeah, last week I went to uh, see Prestonwood, which is in Plano, right? Mm-hmm. And right down the road is the new HEB there. Mm-hmm. So my uh, my feel my game decision, I can't lie, revolved <laughs> around the ability to go get some butter tortillas. That might that's like the deciding factor. If I was in between a couple of games, oh, I don't blame you. And and so I stopped on the way home and spent way too much money at HEB and got home and Mary was like, I gave you a list of like three things. And yeah. Like 30. So yeah, that's how it works. Sometimes, but I got the tortillas. I got yeah, the tortillas. <laughs> I'm surprised they made it home, but well, uh, we got out of my window. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. We got a, a bunch of teams to kind of mention here. And yeah. uh, before we do, like, I'm just going to be brutally honest. I don't think either one of us are big fans of scrimmages. Uh, that's not to say we don't understand why they happen. Absolutely. They should happen. You're gearing up for the season. You need reps, uh, against somebody other than yourself. You need to go out and compete. I totally get that. And I totally get why coaches might play 30 guys in a scrimmage because you're trying to get looks and things like that. But, um, from our perspective, it can be brutal, um, because there's often no Jersey numbers. There's often guys shuffling in and out all the time. There's sometimes no rhyme or reason to what's um, happening from a lineup perspective. So, uh, it can make a, a evaluating a little bit tougher than a traditional game where you've got your jersey numbers, your lineups, and everything like that. So um, we probably won't be as thorough and as detailed with the scrimmages as we would be games and things like that. But um, we've gone out and seen a bunch of teams and, and, and stuff. And um, I'll start us off because I think I've got a, a, a little bit of a longer list. But I'll, I'll start with the actual game I saw, which was Concordia Lutheran at Second Baptist um, over a week ago, went down there to Tomball to see Concordia Lutheran. And, uh, you know, a powerhouse matchup on paper. Um, but, you know, early season baseball, you never quite know what you're going to get. And I, I was shocked that after one inning, it was eight to nothing Concordia Lutheran, just airs and, and walks and, and hit batters. And, uh, you know, I, I could see, you know, Rainer Noble probably had a couple more gray hairs sitting <laughs> over there as he was watching that game. But, it's early season baseball. It's chilly conditions. You never know quite what you're going to get. Um, and second Baptist too, you know, JD Crisp is out with an injury. I believe he broke a finger and is in the early season scrimmage and he's out for a little while. Turner Murdoch has a knee injury. Uh, those are two huge names um, in the Houston area uh, for baseball and football as well. So um, tough to kind of deal with that, but uh, Concordia Lutheran um, ended up winning that game 10 to two. Um, Luke Pettit started for second Baptist. It's kind of a tough luck outing for him. I actually like the stuff. I mean, he was up to 90 miles an hour. Um, if you like change up some righties, this was a great game because he has Ooh. one of the better ones in the state. Um, he's heading to Houston Christian. His dad, Andy Pettit, obviously, you know, Andy Pettit, um, is the, is a coach over there at second Baptist. So he was, um, I admired how even keel and calm he was, you know, throughout all of this. I don't know if I'd be able to do that as well with my son out there, but, um, you know, the stuff was good, just the fastball, some some misses up and in, some stuff just kind of got away from him. But um, good-looking arm, good-looking kid physically. I think he's got a lot of ingredients to throw a lot of quality innings at Houston Christian. Good shape to the curveball. 
as well. Just didn't have his his feel for his control. And then just the defense just was a little bit of an issue behind him as well. And that just kind of forced some things to unravel and credit Concordia Lutheran uh, for taking advantage there. But um, speaking of changeups, you know, Alex Petrovic was the main attraction that I wanted to go get some eyes on. And he ended up throwing the final two innings from Concordia Lutheran. Was up to 93 miles an hour with his fastball, sat comfortably 89-92. Um, it didn't go out there to air it out in the relief role, um, even though he was only throwing two innings as he's building up for the season. Uh, his changeup is just devastating, uh, especially to lefties. It's low spin. Um, it, it's got that dive and, and kind of tumble to it at the end. It's a really, really good pitch. It's already flashing plus. Um, I, I, I Good luck finding, a, I think, a better changeup from a righty in the state in that class. It's really, really good. Um, the breaking ball kind of looked like a hard, almost knuckle curve. And then sometimes he kind of took some things off and changed the shape to it or threw it harder with more of a slider type slurve type look as well. Um, the fastball had a little bit of life to it, but, um, you know, he's a guy I've always been a fan of because he's a taller guy that moves well on the mound. It, there's some fluidity to what he does, despite having his height. Um, he's still pretty skinny for a taller guy. I think there's going to be some room to fill out there. He's a definite starter for me at the next level. I think he's going to, he repeats well. He gets downhill well, kind of an easy operation on the mound. He's going to have a really big season. He swung the bat really well, probably swung the bat the best of anybody on that roster in that game. Um, Had a couple of base hits and RBI. I saw that he had the walk-off winner against Woodlands Christian earlier this week in a 1-0 game there. So he's going to be a two-way threat for those guys this year. But um, impressed with him on the mound. Uh, John Mitchell, Air Force commitment in the 24 class, got the start for Concordia Lutheran. He was up to 88. Um, a lot of arm side misses up and in. I think just timing was just off, which you, you see a lot from pitchers this time of the year where they're gearing up and sometimes they're in the bullpen and they're not quite replicating the effort they're going to take out to the mound. And that can just kind of speed things up on them a little bit. Uh, was up to 88. Um, firm slider up to 79. I can see why Air Force um, jumped on that commitment in the junior class there. And, uh, you know, senior Jake Skelly gave them some really quality innings. He was only up to 83, but Drew, you, you make a good point of this about guys sometimes like the way they carry themselves and the way they pitch sometimes adds some miles per hour to the fastball, uh, very fearless pitcher, super confident, intense, but under control, like not in an outrageous way at all. Just a very competitive, fiery guy. Very confident guy. You know, he pitched like he was six foot two, 230 pounds, uh, where he might even be like six one, like 160. But just the way he carried himself gave them some really quality innings there. He's a guy that I think is going to fill out some more in the future. Um, changeup was his most promising secondary offering there. Um, catching for, for Concordia Lutheran, big name in the 24 class, Nolan Traeger. Um, he's a guy at area code. I think we, we both agreed that the way he controlled the strike zone and, and diagnosed pitches really stood out. And I got some more confirmation of that after seeing him again, didn't really have any loud barrels or anything like that, but he just sees pitches well and he doesn't expand the zone. Um, he's aggressive in the zone. Uh, just, I think that those are traits long-term that are really, really going to help him. Um, caught a runner stealing looks solid behind the plate. Um, now, Zachary uh, Degre, D-A-G-R-E, at the top of the lineup there, I liked him. He's an uncommitted senior. Yep. Uh, he just missed hitting a home run out to right center field. So he's got some surprising pop for a guy that, you know, you think would be, wouldn't have that pop given his frame. But um, I think it's a pretty loud statement. You hit the, you know, the top of that kind of lineup. You've, you've got to be legit, you know, because they have some really, really good players throughout that lineup. Um, he actually ended up scoring the game-winning run against Woodlands Christian earlier this week. Um, a guy that can move around well, some athleticism in some speed. 
Um, Texas A&M has a commitment from 2026 shortstop Ronan McCraw, who played shortstop for Concordia Lutheran. I could see why, man. He could play some defense. Um, slow heartbeat, good defensive clock, quick transfer, clean actions. Really like the way he played the position. Um, he's got some promising uh, ability as a hitter as well. Um, it's probably going to be more contact over impact until he grows and matures, but knows what he's doing in the batter's box there. Could see why AM jumped on that one. Um, and then Michael Herndon, who's a Baylor signee in the 23 class, uh, showed his power potential. Didn't really have a loud day at the plate, but you could see, you know, the pop, the impact off the bat. Uh, strong outfield arm. He's also a pitcher as well, but you can see the tools there um, that Baylor obviously likes. So really talented Concordia Lutheran class. Um, again, you know, Second Baptist dealing with some some uh, injury issues there. Ty Baker is going to be a, a pitcher long-term, but he swung the bat well for Second Baptist. Um, and then Ben Fewer, um, shortstop, who's uh, signed with Southwestern. Man, good get for Southwestern. He's got some length. Um, it's kind of a loose frame. He's going to grow into, I think, some more. Uh, played shortstop with some good actions. He nearly hit a homer out to center field despite being a little bit of undersized. Uh, so that's a guy that I think is going to be a good get for Southwestern. But um, it was nice to get out and actually see a game as opposed to scrimmages. But uh, it, it just wasn't quite the game. I, I thought if this game were played in April, you know, it obviously would be a much, much different situation. But uh, definitely two of the better teams um, private school wise in Houston. And uh, especially once second back, this gets Turner Murdoch and JD Chris back. Those guys are going to be rocking and rolling. Yeah. You know, I, that was my first action of the spring was, was a private school game as well. Um, got to see uh, Liberty Christian and played John Paul too. Um, and, you know, a bunch of good players on both teams. You know, it's, it's wild to see how talented some of these private school rosters are. Like you didn't see that. I don't know, 10 ish. No, you should never whatever. be a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's like there's like dudes on so many of these teams. And it'll be it'll be cool because we're gonna cut we're covering the Texas high school classic or private school classic this weekend. Um, and so we'll get to see a lot more of these names too. But you know, I got my first two uh bits of action for gameplay were 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 private schools, but going to that JP2 game, um man, they that was an exciting game ended up with an extra innings walk off uh one zero um and it wasn't it wasn't just a like boring nobody could hit bad weather game it was mm -hmm. like good good baseball going on within the game um uh, but a couple guys that stood out uh Kendall McDowell had a good game um for JP2 Jacob Carlson had a double uh our guy Justin Blancafort uh had several hard hit balls um, and he just, I just love the way he plays. He plays hard all the time. Yeah. Uh, he was in, he was in left, uh, Derek Mitchell, um, ended up scoring the only run in the game. Uh, he got on on an error and his time was off a little bit, but man, he looks good. He looks really good, uh, physically. Uh, I'm excited to see him again this weekend. Jack Frankel, um, still haven't gotten to see him pitch, but did get to see him hit and the athletic athleticism he shows, uh, on the in the box and moving around like makes you think that you know that's going to translate to the mound and mm -hmm. I'm I I can't wait to see him pitch this spring. Yeah, I'm looking um, forward. It to sounds that like one. he'll start throwing it, throwing off the mound in game action sometime in March. Um, Curtis Wolf ended up being the the big name of, of the day for for JP two, uh, getting getting himself a couple hits including the game winner um, to walk it off and he also pitched uh, I think it was four or five innings in relief of shutout relief. Um, wow. He came on, 
came on in relief of, of Thomas Melvin, who did really well himself. Melvin's one of those guys that just locates the ball, competes. Um, mm-hmm. I know Coach Hay feels like he knows what he's getting out of him every time. So uh, a good showing to start the season against a good Liberty Christian team. Um, I hadn't seen quite a few of them, but uh, we, we had Alex Cadell uh, started on the mound for them, five-tool GPA alumni for us, and was really, really good. Um, you know, I think he'd come off a, a small back injury leading up to it, so he hadn't had the normal um, ramp-up time that a lot of people had, but, man, he showed well. Um, Velo in the mid-80s, showed a good breaking ball, competed, um, and just got after a really good lineup, and 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 it showed. Um, Hogan Nelson was a guy that was exciting. Uh, he hit a triple in the game, and, and he can run. He was playing short. Um, a really good uh, 2025 player um, from Liberty Christian that is going to be someone worth following. I mean, he's going to have definite D1 potential. Yeah. And then uh, senior catcher Carson Creek's a move-in uh, for Liberty. And, man, I really like the way he played. Uh, I like what he did at the plate. I like the way that he handled the pitching. Uh, the way he moved behind the plate was was really impressive. And I know that's a big get for them. And I know they have a couple guys in basketball that will make their way over to baseball now that their season's over, including uh, Brady Janusik, who is, you know, as we, we talked about throughout the fall for his uh, accolades on the football field. But yeah. He's, uh, he's going to add a big punch to that lineup and make them a completely different team offensively. But, man, they, they played good baseball. Um, I told both coaches after the game, I was like, man, I was impressed. You know, it was for an early season game and a 1-0 game, like, you know, what ha- happened on the field probably – can't be explained by the score and the fact that we went extra innings that, mm-hmm. you know, tied at zero, zero, but um, you know, for, for what had gone on a lot, you know, there'd been a lot of snow days leading up. Um, but man, it was impressive. I, I, I liked the way both teams played and competed. Um, the weather wasn't great. It was cold and that, you know, it's, it's tough to take a lot from some of these, some of these really cold weather games yeah um and i think typically the kind of what i've settled on is i'm not going to penalize someone for the way they play in those but man if you show up and like stand out and are like ready to go and look like you're into it and not letting the weather affect you that's a that's a note that i'll take down on Mm -hmm. on on you for Mm -hmm. sure and and i felt like a pretty high number of kids in, in that game showed that and well unfortunately we'll get to find out this weekend about yeah. that too because it is uh so i look outside and i took when i took uh the boys to daycare it uh not promising from a um pleasure standpoint being no, outside today it's the same um, way it's the same way down here yeah but um again i get, should get to see jp2 again twice today uh, i'm gonna see him against one of the homeschool teams the uh, thesa team um and then uh saint michael's from austin oh uh, yeah so so good to see our our friend Nick De Santiago with it with his group. So mm-hmm. um, excited for this weekend! Should be a good tournament. Some really good teams. Um, but yeah, that was our first look for 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 the year. Yeah, uh, I, especially with pitcher velocity this time of the year with these conditions, I always kind of like just make a note in my head like it's it's early February. It's cold. Like things are probably going to look different. But yeah, you're right. If like if you play hard and like don't you know, let this sort of stuff bother you. And, you know, that's the sort of thing that, that can stick out for sure. Um, my first scrimmage I went to was a, a three team scrimmage down in San Marcos. And uh, 
Um, shout out to Coach Webb and, and, you know, the people down at San Marcos. Like, amazing hospitality. Um, great burgers. They got the grill going down there. Um, even for the scrimmage. Yeah, hooked me up with a burger, which was uh, was, was outstanding. Uh, so I had a good time going down there, seeing San Marcos, uh, Smithson Valley, and Alamo Heights catching big chunks of of those three teams and their scrimmages down there. Uh, starting with San Marcos, and you know this is a coaching staff I think does a really really good job of promoting their players and and you know like behind the scenes you know leveraging their resources to try to keep these guys in the game and give them opportunities and things like that. Um, and they certainly yeah. get a lot more talent there, and they're certainly um, winning a lot of baseball games as well. Um, Tito Santos, I can see why you know they're so high on him. He's a senior right-handed pitcher heading to Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, three pitch mix was up to 86 miles an hour. Um, competitive strike thrower um, showed a slider, showed a, a changeup. He's got a promising three pitch mix. He's going to throw a lot of really quality innings uh, for those guys. And uh, Coastal being college, I think got a steal um, in senior outfielder major uh, Pelin. Uh Right handed hitter, good at bat, saw the ball well, didn't expand the zone. Um, made a nice play defensively in the outfield, doubling off a guy at first base. Uh, just really liked the way he played the game. Good looking 6'2, 190-ish type of pounds. Um, can hit. I'd be I'd be surprised if he doesn't have a really big year for San Marcos. I think it's a great get for Coastal Ben. I think he's gonna be a really good player for them. Um, and then Cutter Cage Webb was the main attraction down there for San Marcos. Junior shortstop coming to Texas State. I, I really like the swing. Um, re- he just missed a pitch at one point um, that was a, a high fly out to, to center field. Excuse me, I had to cough there for a second. But really like the swing, athleticism, bat speed, rotation. I, I think he's really going to hit at a high level in high school and in college as well. Um, strong arm, um, moved well. Looked like he tweaked something in the first game. Going, getting down the line pretty quick, but he was back out there for the second scrimmage, so that was good to see. Played some quarterback this past year, so that's that, that's another place where the athleticism sticks out. Um, should play shortstop, I think, at a high level. Um, you know, I did see him get he, his one opportunity, kind of weighted back and trusted his arm a little bit too much, which ended up being an error. But you watch the way that he moves and he plays, the way he processes. I think he's got a chance to stick there on the dirt, but the swing is just a really, really good swing that – you certainly want to bet on for sure. Um, and then shout out to Rip Soto, um, senior lefty uncommitted. He was only up to 80 miles an hour, but against Smithson Valley, we know how good that lineup was. He racked up the whiffs with like this changeup that like he turned over in a way that kind of added some screwball action to it. And he just kept throwing that sucker. And like, he was just whiffs left and right. And gets a really good lineup. Uh, he's going to throw a lot of quality innings for San Marcos this year. Uh, Steve, hey, not, not to not to not to interrupt, but I'm going to interrupt. Speaking of Soto, um, your national draft guy, Charlie Soto. Yes. Have you have you seen any of the video from him this week? I, I have seen the video. Yes. <laughs> that was a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen where he's ended up in the rankings recently, too. Like, well, yeah. That, and uh, and, uh, and uh, there's also some I saw some video this morning of Makai Grant. So. Uh, those, those guys are, those guys are warming up there, but, uh, uh I thought you were going to like bring up a Juan Soto. I was like, Hey, do you think Juan Soto is going to be affected by the pitch clock? Um, I don't know if Rip- he, if he, if he was, we would miss it getting ice cream. So yeah. Well, you, yeah, that's a sore subject. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Rip Soto is going to throw a lot of quality innings for those guys. Um, uncommitted junior right-handed hitter Dylan Nunez was a two-way guy for them that I liked. 
Um, Gavin uh, Gomez, I can see why Tarleton State locked him up. Uh, hitting two hole from the left side, some bat speed, moves well down the line, athleticism. I think he's going to be an impact player for, for San Marcos this season. Um, and then I didn't get to see him pitch, but I'm really excited about uh, Reagan Comel, um, yeah. who played for the Marucci Dunn team, which was a loaded team this summer. I saw some film of him last night. from uh, They captured some good scrimmage stuff from him, and the ball's coming out really well. Um, a guy that's – he's been a top performer for, for a while now. So um, I think that he's the guy from the uncommitted uh, 2024 class from the right-handed pitcher side that um, some colleges are going to want to pay close attention to this year. Uh, speaking of Smithson Valley, like you'd think it was a football team out there. I, I don't know if there are going to be many teams more physical than them. They're huge. Um, and, and a lot of those guys are football players, and it's clear that they know what they're doing in the weight room. Um, but like you, you go down the list, like Ethan Gonzalez, catcher signed to Blinn, uh, Cooper Burgess, a catcher going to Paris Junior College. Um, Jackson Elizondo started uh, one of the scrimmages. He's heading to Baylor signee. He looks great physically. Um, you know, sophomore Bryce Wells, who's committed to Texas, is, is a big guy physically. Um, David DeHoyos, who's uncommitted, uh, played around the infield for those guys, had a really loud base hit. Um, you know, there's he, he's he's got some raw power. I think he's more of a corner infielder long term. He's going to play some shortstop for them, though, but um, Elizondo is up to 86 miles an hour. Um, clearly just kind of working through, hey, it's a scrimmage out, outing. I'm tuning up for the season. Uh, curveball got some whiffs, showed what looked like a cutter as well that I think he's been working on. Gonzalez had some nice moments behind the plate defensively. Um, Bryce Wells played some second base. He played all over the infield, some second base, some shortstop, some third base. He caught in the second game as well. Um, but really to me, like the big standout, well, there are two big standouts. They're both uncommitted. Um, Zachary Gingrich in the, in the 2024 class yeah. Yeah. Um, got on the mound. Like I didn't recognize him because he's added about 30 pounds of muscle and like his legs, leg strength. Like he's, he's a football player. He's grown. He looks fantastic. Physically it was up to 88 miles an hour, quick, clean arm, uh, sharp, short breaking ball. Uh, really had a strong performance there. And he is a very, very legitimate two-way talent. He hits leadoff for this lineup, which is a very good lineup. Um, didn't have a loud game at the plate when I saw him, but I saw a video recently uh, from their last scrimmage where he hit an absolute bomb into the night from the left side. Uh, there's some power there. There's some bat speed there. Um, I think D1 coaches in the region better get some eyes on that quick because I think the teams that are – getting eyes on him or are recruiting him are going to want to make a move soon because he looks like he's going to have a huge year, both with the bat and on the mound as well. And then Seve Martinez, who recently reopened his uh, recruiting process after being committed to Texas tech uh, two way player. He's a guy that also, I think hit a home run in their last scrimmage, but I really like him on the mound long-term high-waisted athlete. Uh, I think there's some room to fill out through the upper half still, but he's got one of those lower slot lefties, not side armor, just kind of a lower slot. And hitters just don't see his stuff very well. The fastball plays up. It jumped on hitters at 88, 86 to 88 miles an hour. You know, one of the, the big things in professional baseball right now is vertical attack angle. Like what, you know, what kind of angle your, your pitches create that the batter's seeing. And like the lower the angle with your fastball, the better, um, just because it's it just looks more flatter. I think that that's what he has. When you look at the way the ball comes out, the slot it comes out from, the way hitters react to it, they just don't see it. It it 
it looked like it was 92-93 instead of 86-88. Uh, three strikes with a breaking ball showed one changeup as well. I think he's going to be a big-time strike thrower in the future. I think he's a guy that, especially the junior colleges in the region, I think would, would benefit from really getting some eyes on him and, and potentially making a move there because he's got a lot of upside on the mound uh, with somebody that I left being, being a fan of long-term. Um, going down the list here, uh, Maverick Minister, um, in addition to having an amazing name, uh, was a junior that had a really good curveball, just a ton of whiffs of the curveball in three innings on the mound for Smithson Valley. It was up to 83 miles an hour, but he's a really long athlete. There's a lot of physical projection there. Uh, he's going to grow a lot, grow into his frame, and uh, I think he's going to be a, a contributor for them this year. They're a loaded pitching staff, but I think he's got next year that's probably going to be a big, big-time dude uh, for those guys. And then uh, MJ Espinosa has been dealing with a left hamming injury, but there's been some a lot of buzz about what he's going to do when he gets back on the mound as a big-time arm strength guy that can throw really hard. So uh, Smithson Valley, very, very physical, a lot of power in the lineup. A lot of depth on the mound as well. They're going to have another really, really good year. And then wrapping up with um, Alamo Heights, who is down there as well, um, Bruno Robles. And, you know, shout out to the Texas Angels. Like, they do a heck of a job. Gingrich, uh, Braden Regala, um, you know, just Caden uh, Roy, I believe, was an Angels guy. Brady Clark. Um, they've got a really good list of players um, and then Bruno Robles is another one of those guys who caught a lot for them in the summer. And I've never seen them pitch before. Um, he got on the mound to start the game for Alamo Heights only through an inning was up to 91 and it was explosive. Like the swings he created were just like, these guys are totally overwhelmed by what they're seeing types of swings and uh, very lively fastball. Um, good looking kid. Uh, he's an uh, incarnate ward commit in the 24 class. Great job by those guys locking him up early. I think he's going to play some infield for them as well. Probably bounce around, might catch some. He's definitely going to pitch, and uh, he could end up being one of the better pitchers in San Antonio this year. Um, at shortstop, uncommitted senior Jackson Duffin. I like the way he played. Clean actions, uh, really confident, um, calm guy defensively at the glove. Had a really hard single as well, moves well, has some short area quickness. Uh, Park Zunker is a junior in that class, a guy that I really liked last year when I saw him. He's going to play a lot of middle infield for Alamo Heights again. Um, like the way he moves, like the athleticism, the, the ability to make contact in the batter's box. And then sophomore uh, Yul Salaburu. Um, if I'm going to put like a follow label on, on, on a guy, I'm going to put it on him. Played a lot of third base, um, had a really loud RBI triple to the right center field gap off of Tito Santos. Um, pitched well, you know, 82 to 85 on the mound. Um, had a had a breaking ball, but the changeup at 75 was a bat missing pitch. Um, he's a sophomore that I, I think people need to, to keep some tabs on because of what he could turn into long term. A lot of two way talent there, and I think he's going to be a key key starter and contributor for Alamo Heights this year. Uh, the junior Rod, uh, junior catcher Will Broderick, um, standout football player, great looking kid physically. Had a really really loud single from the left side. Move with a lot of agility behind the dish defensively. I think he's going to catch a lot of quality innings for those guys this season. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, talking about physical teams, um, I got to see about three or four innings of the Heath scrimmage. Um, and they played Allen. And I, I kind of got on to Coach Harvey a little bit because I was like, I think you've been sandbagging me a little bit on what <laughs> – on what what you got this year you know i know no coach wants to admit that their team is going to be good but 
shoot, I watch, you know, granted, it's a scrimmage and it's three or four innings, but from a talent and physicality standpoint, Heath might be better than they were last year. Um, you know, on the mound specifically, they definitely have more physical, better stuff. I mean, it's going to be really hard to replace, you know, known winners like Baylor Bauman and Johnny Lowe. Like, yeah, those, yeah. those are guys that did it at a high level for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at, when you look at what Heath is going to have on the mound with Trevor Tranberg, you know, who took off during last season, yeah. um, you've got Jack Sharp who's blown up and committed to A&M as, as of late. Um, you know, you have Colin Adams back who's an experienced lefty who can start, he can relieve, he can come in with the bases loaded and mm-hmm. knows how to pitch. And that was my first time to see Caleb Hoover pitch. Um, and he was, I've heard, yeah, I've heard he could really throw hard on the mounts. He was, he was 88, 91, um, with a really good breaking ball. Hmm. Um, and he looks really, really good. Um, physically he hit a ball to right field that would have gone a mile. Uh, if it had, I mean, it, it still got to the wall and hit off the wall for a, um, for a double um and i mean it, the wind was blowing straight in from right and he mm-hmm. i mean off the bat i thought it it was literally going a mile um but he looks good man like physically he's his body has matured um and i mean really i mean shoot thinking about him him and cole johnson in back-to-back classes as a first baseman for for oklahoma state that's a yeah that's a pretty a formidable yeah. duo um, but you know, you have some guys that contributed a lot last year that are a year older at the plate. Um, you know, it's, it, you're not going to find a one for one replacement for jet Williams, but I think the total, uh, the compilation of, of these guys getting older and some guys moving in and some really, really talented freshmen, I, I think they're going to be better offensively than they were last year. Um, that, like I said, they definitely have the talent to do it. Mm-hmm. whether or not they put that together. I mean, I could see them having a season where they, they lose some games they maybe shouldn't or wouldn't have in the past because of the experience. Um, but I could see their ceiling being a lot higher than a team that you know made it to round rock last year. Right. Um, you know, you've got guys like Drew Smith in the outfield who's really can really he's, run. Yeah. He's really, athletic. really athletic. Uh, Brady Lattisau coming back playing the outfield Colin Adams Caleb Hoover Colin Lyles has had Mm. a really really good uh preseason so far he he, you know we've got some stuff with him hitting the home run but he's gotten a lot more physical um he's a guy I mean he can play he's gonna play D1 baseball I mean if he wants to right I mean I think you know he'll have some he'll have some opportunities to play D1 he may you know he may be interested in some some bigger JUCOs as well but he's going to have a chance to to play at the next level for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Hunter Bulin is a freshman that like coach Harvey's had some freshmen and he's had some players. So he knows what it looks like. And he has been raving about Hunter Bulin. Um, you know, he was playing some third base when I saw him. I don't know how much he'll pitch this year. He may end up pitching some, um, but I think, you know, in the future, he'll definitely be a factor on the mound for Heath uh, move in Weston Thompson. Uh, from Byron Nelson I really like him I just like the way he moves he's a right now he was playing second base Um, I think he can play shortstop at some point Um, you know and 
I mean, like I said, Lyles, Lyles is going to get the first crack at playing short. Um, and he's one of those guys that he catches it and throws it right. You there's, yeah. there's a level of comfort that you have with him out there that he's going to make all the plays. Um, you know, so lot to like with that Heath team. Um, they also freshman catcher, Preston Lewis. I think they have a couple guys still in basketball. Um, they're going to be they're They're going to, I, like I said, I, I'm not saying they're going to have a better season than they have last year, but there's definitely a chance at a higher ceiling for this group. I was just really impressed with their physicality and their athleticism. And, you know, I know that they're going to be coached well and coached hard too uh, by coach Harvey Um, on the other side of the ball, Allen a lot to like with them too, man. You know, that, that's a, that was a program that for, you know, that going back to when I played, they always had good players and they just never really got over the hump. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, I think with coach Wilson there, I think that, you know, they're, they're going to have a chance to really make some noise over the next couple of years. I mean, they got some young talent, some, some talent now on the team that, um, that, like I said, they're going to have a chance. Um, You know, you got Lathan Van Osdale, who's been on varsity for several years. Uh, Brady Coe, um, Aiden Austin is a guy that is, you know, I know coach Wilson, thinks a lot about him like he he can really really run um uh and he's a guy that's going to be on a lot of d1 radars really fast if he's not already um and you know we've said a lot about uh brady co uh, oh yeah past, but, big fan of man, him. I, man physically he looks great um he's just a baseball player i mean like you you he could have gone over three in the game and you have no worries about him right you know what he's going to do when it matters um the only bad I saw he struck out, but I mean, he's, he's so in control of what he's doing on a baseball field. Um, You know, he's, he looks like the leader of the infield, the way he carries himself, the way he goes about his business in, in between innings. Mm-hmm. Um, He plays, he plays like a mature veteran for sure. Um, You know, a couple, couple young guys that didn't throw. Um, Jonathan Van, Van Eerden is a guy that we've, that we're big fans of. Um, you know, he's a guy that we've seen really, really be able to pitch. Um, and he's going to have a really, really good uh, future for them. I think you, I could see him eating up a lot of innings for them. And then yeah, fre- freshman Chandler Hart is another big name um, mm-hmm. a guy that we've gotten to see a lot. Uh, I think he looked like he was in a walking boot when I saw him. But, um, I mean, he's – you know, one of the most well-known players in that class for the entire country. So hopefully he's healthy and ready to go. Um, Parker Daniels um, catcher for them is, uh, I think he's a move in from, from Lovejoy. Um, But he's going to be a guy that has a chance to catch. I know they really like him at the plate. Um, And shoot, I think he's, he's going to have a chance to really do some stuff for that Allen lineup and give them some, some pop in the middle, in the middle of it. Um, and I think, I think he'll play some first base too. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a guy that I've had some coaches ask about. Um, sounds like he can really hit um, and really, really, um, you know, has a, has a bright future. I know I've, I've went through some of his clips on Twitter and he's got some pop <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And I know coach, coach Wilson's really excited about him. So um Allen Allen is on the up I I'm really excited to see what they do this year I was going through making my schedule yesterday and I've got them on there a number of times so excited to see them and 
you know, like I said, we'll get to see Heath plenty um, throughout the season, but it was, it was definitely a, a short look, but only at three or four innings, but um, some really exciting stuff for both of those teams. Yeah. I mean, I'd be surprised if both of them don't have really good seasons, you know, especially Heath. I mean, that's really exciting to think about their, their talent level after, as their last couple of seasons um, that they've had, but uh, from from down the road for you to kind of down the road for me, I got an opportunity to see Westlake um, scrimmage some. I've I've caught bits of Round Rock in, in two different scrimmages there, and with Westlake, you know, I just wanted to go see Theo Gillen. Uh, you know, after yeah. um, you know missing most of last season with an injury, missing all of this summer, was excited to see what he looks like. And uh, first at bat, um, smoked a double that just ate up the first baseman because it was hit so hard. Um, flew around the bases, stole third base, um, then scored on a sack fly. Like, it's like, all right, yeah, looks really healthy. Swing looks really, really good. Um, moved very well. He was 404 down the line at one point. Uh, stole another base later on. Um, didn't have much action defensively, um, you know, but the bat, the movements, everything looked really good. I know we got uh, somebody sent us a, a video of the home run he hit in another scrimmage, which they all hit home runs when I'm not there. Um, but it was an absolute bomb. But I'm, I'm like, in terms of visually, like a swing, like with the bat speed and the rotation and the rhythm and the athleticism and how natural it looks, it's going to be tough to find one from the left side that looks that looks better than his. I mean, it just all looks right. I mean, it just looks like a pro swing. So um, he's poised to have a really awesome season. I, I'm so excited to see him out there healthy and, and flying around the diamond there. But um, in the scrimmage I saw, um, you know, Westlake, I think used 12 or 13 pitchers for an inning. So clearly just getting a lot of guys some work and, and getting guys some looks and things like that. Um, Jack Brady started for them in third inning, a guy that we really like a five tool academic team member was up yeah. to 86 miles an hour, uh, finishes a clean inning with a strikeout. It's a distinct pitch mix. He can spin it. Uh, he has a really, I think, advanced understanding of execution. Um, looks good physically. He's tall. There's still plenty of room to fill out there. Um, I think he's going to have a big role for those guys this year because he's going to throw a lot of quality strikes. And I think the stuff is just going to continue to keep ticking on up. So really excited to see what he's got in store uh, for this season. Um, and then another guy on the mound that caught my attention was um, uncommitted senior Joe Sockwell, who's also a football player, uh, was only up to 84. I've heard he throws harder in the past. Um, again, cold weather, early season. He never put too much stock into velocity. Uh, but it's a low slot look, a good athlete, low slot, uh, creates a lot of sinking run to the fastball that really gives right-handers problems. Change up, got some whiffs. I think he's going to throw a lot of strikes for those guys. Um, he's a guy that I think long-term um, is definitely good enough to keep playing somewhere because it's kind of a unique look in the athleticism and repeat repeatability um, on the mound. Uh, Blake Peterson was, was recovering from a quad injury, but he hit. Uh, he just missed pulling a home run foul. Um, going to have a big season for those guys in the middle of the lineup there. Sage Sanders played third base, had a really loud barrel when he smacked a one hopper right at the second baseman. Uh, to score a run, um, you know, hearing some, I, I got an opportunity to talk to his his dad, some Josh at the game who does, you know, a great job with the, the Lone Star Sanders club in, in the summer and, and plays in a bunch of our stuff. Um, like I knew Sage was strong. Like I didn't realize he has some of like the best back squat, like leg strength numbers in the entire like Westlake school, like not baseball, just like everything, which we know how good the, 
the football program is there. And you can tell when he leverages that lower half in his swing, um, it can read some really, really loud contract. And, uh, you know, Isaac Beeler, who's heading to uh, Wisconsin Stevens Point, uh, he's been a longtime commitment. He's a senior. Uh, I didn't recognize him at first. He's changed so much physically, just added a lot of muscle. He hit an absolute bomb, uh, unfortunately, while I was charging my phone. Uh, poolside <laughs> bomb, that was just a a no, no doubter. And I was like, whoa. Uh, apparently, he's like an, a genius, too, academically. So um, he's going to be a fantastic get for those guys, which is a, a really, really good program at their level. They do an awesome job. They win a ton of games um each year so great get for those guys you, you told me that that aiden bennett caught didn't he he ca- not at the game i was at so he caught it at their next scrimmage uh because ben longoria who caught the game i was at um had some other school function or something like that so aiden bennett played some shortstop when i was there played some second base as well actually got a little video of him making a you know clean play defensively at shortstop on the website um but uh yeah it's interesting to hear that he he caught some uh, which hey, you know, we can never you can never have too much quality catching well, for sure. Catching catching definitely runs in his family. So right, that, yeah. And yeah. That, and that's what he played. I think that's what he played a lot more before he before he ended up hurting his arm a couple of years ago. But now that he's back and getting behind the plate, man, giving himself some options, that's that's an interesting development. And obviously yeah. they with having been Longoria, they've got some options, but you know, I, we had Aiden on our five tool GPA team and and he's he's a good player. He knows what he's doing and you know he's still still getting back physically from from the surgery, so I'm expecting him to have a have a good year for sure. But yeah, no, Sage Sage has always been strong, um, really strong. Yeah, you know his dad's background and you know all the chiropractic stuff, and you know his dad was the team doctor for for Team USA for a couple of different Olympics, I believe. And I know he's done some work in rugby. So, and shoot, I remember we had Sage at camp all the time when he was little and. I'm, I love watching him play. He can hit. He's always been able to hit. It's, he finds um, the barrel, man. And when he does, it's loud. It'll get your attention wherever you are in the park. Yeah. He's, he, he's a, he's a professional hitter. Like he, you, you know, he knows what he's doing in the box and he just lots of good at bats from him. Um, he's a steady force in that lineup for sure that, you know, I mean, he's like, he's a guy that can maybe get Theo some pitches because you can't right, just yeah, walk yeah. him to get to Sage. I mean, no, uh-uh. there may be some people that try, but, you know, with, with some of the guys they have in the lineup and, you know, I've heard good things about Jack Brady so far too, like you said, a mm-hmm. um, bunch, of, bunch of guys that we have some history with on our GPA team that are have showed up and started doing really well, started off the year really well. So it's exciting to hear that for sure. Yeah. If, if I hadn't just seen Smithson Valley, Westlake would, would definitely be the most physical team I've seen. And I'd, I'd probably put them up there with, with anybody in the state in that regard. I mean, really good looking club, uh, especially in the lineup. They've, they've got some guys that um, got some juice, but they have a good lineup from the standpoint of, they have a lot of guys that don't expand and chase and get themselves out, which they're going to have so much traffic on the bases um, all year long. And that's one of the reasons why everybody's got them, you know, highly rated and expecting a lot from them this season. Um, Shifting over to the other side of Austin to round rock. Uh, went and saw Travis Sakura earlier this week. Um, just you know, 94 to 99 miles an hour on the mound, um, in two <laughs> innings, you know, just kind of doing his thing out there. Um, you know, he worked primarily with his fastball, and uh, you know, this time of the year, like we say, pitchers are just kind of working on their timing, getting it from the bullpen out to the mound, and getting things all synced up. And I think his timing was just to tick off. Um, which is probably why he went to the fastball more exclusively than, you know, saw some sliders, had some promising shape. I think I saw one change up splitter 
um, as well, but threw a lot of fastballs and it had more like horizontal life to it than I recall. And uh, it, that was really tough at times for righties. Um, I mean, in addition to the velocity, like when you get that thing running in on you a little bit, um, that can be a really, really tough proposition for hitters. Uh, two innings, only a base runner reached reach via an air with an infield pop-up that that uh, dropped when the you know shortstop and Sakura Sakura called it shortstop came in and ended up falling to the turf there. But um, strong stuff, gearing up for a big season for him. He also hit a really loud double that burned the left fielder, so he's going to make an impact in the lineup uh, for those guys. But uh, really excited to go see him again when he gets stretched out and uh, is ready to rock and roll. But you know, just gearing up with with touching ninety nine miles an hour, no problem there. Struck out three guys in two innings, but uh, I no offense to last year's Round Rock team, um, but I think this year's group is way more talented, um, especially offensively. Like that was their issue last year is they could pitch, but they just couldn't consistently score runs. I think they're going to score some runs. Um, Cade Algier, or Algier, I'm I'm probably butchering that. Cade, I'm sorry, but um, Blin Sine, I love this dude, man. Just a little spark plug, feisty competitor. Uh, got on the mound from the left side and challenged guys with fastballs. Gets in the batter's box. He can really run. Um, he's got some bat speed. He competes. He never takes a pitch off. Doesn't expand the zone. Uh, he's going to be a force for those guys at the top of the lineup this year. Um, flies around in the outfield when he when he's not on the mound there. I liked him. Hudson Ellis, uh, debut commitment to 2024 class. Um, his glove work is is – he might be – He's got to be in the mix as the best defensive shortstop, I think, for his class in the state. Um, and Round Rock, you get grass at Round Rock. So if you could play, oh. you can oh. play on the grass at Round Rock with the glove, you're gonna be able to do it at the next level. And uh he made one play that was like a chopper in the hole, look way too easy. Uh just quick transfer athleticism, hit a really loud double into the left center gap, walked a couple times. Um, he's gonna have a big year for those guys. I just think top to bottom, they've got more more uh, more juice in the lineup. Uh, junior Nick Dutch, Dunch hitting the, hitting the cleanup spot, played some outfield for those guys. He kind of caught my attention with some bat speed. Um, junior Connor D. Gisaldo. Sorry for uh, – for, <laughs> that's, that's a tough one. Uh, but his athleticism and his speed really, really stood out to me. Uh, flew around the bases, got some definite projection physically. I think he's going to make an impact with those guys. Um, Tanner Jackson, another five-tool academic team member. Um, he swung the bat really well against Westlake. Uh, he was up to 88 miles an hour in the Westlake scrimmage, um, dropped in a tight curveball as well. We know what he can do on the mound, um, what he's going to do for those guys this season. I saw Cade uh, Weibel, uh, who was – Weibel. Uh, Weibel, excuse me, um, signed with McLennan, uh, was up to 91 miles an hour in a scrimmage with some really good stuff. Um, control was a little loose as he was finding his timing, but when he was in the zone, he was missing bats and getting some whiffs, uh, slider 73, 75, two plane break, that type of shape was, was missing some bats as well. So, um, I, I really like this round rock group compared to the one that I saw last year. I think they just have more talent, more physicality in the lineup, um, more athleticism. And we know what they can do on the mound with, with, you know, Sakura, um, Jackson, um, Weibel, did I pronounce it right at the time? You got um, it. Uh, those guys, and then he's throwing a guy like Kate Al- Al- Algier. Um, they, they've got some dudes on the mound there they're going to really help out, but certainly think that they're going to have a, a really strong season. Um, and then um, keeping it with the local local flavor, um, Vista Ridge, man, 
shout out to Matt Garver and those guys. Like they bring a lot back from last year's team. And I know they're bummed how that ended in the playoffs. They feel like they kind of let one slip away. Uh, bring back a ton of key pieces. They are really athletic. Um, great blend of like football player physicality and athleticism. And uh, your guy, Hank Howard, man, he's added 22 pounds of muscle. He didn't play basketball this year. So he got after it in the weight room. And uh, I, I saw him, I walked by him as he was getting ready to go warm up in the bullpen. And I was like, oh my gosh, this looks like a, like a college junior. Like that's getting ready for a Friday night start. Just a specimen physically. Um, through Cleveland. Yeah. Yes. That I mean the workhorse Lance Lynn, you know, uh, through a clean inning was just kind of in cruise control as he was building up. It was 84, 86 spun the breaking ball for a strike, but I think he's made major strides as a hitter, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons why he's heading to UTSA is they're, I think they're going to give him an opportunity to hit too. And after seeing him this weekend, um, smart move because the bat, the paths, the bat speed, like it all looks a lot better. And uh, the way he sees pitches and things like that, I think he's going to have a huge season um, with the bat, but a definite dude in, in the 23 class, especially in my neck of the woods down here. Uh, some familiar faces for those guys, uh, Jake Wagner, longtime Seattle U commit uh, now signee. This is a really solid catcher, caught a guy stealing, swung the bat. Well, he's got some, some defensive chops back there that are going to allow him, allow him to stick there at the next level. Uh, recent grace at signee Jackson Harrell was a hitting machine. He had three hits, really swung the bat well in the middle of that lineup. Kind of that similar mold, Grant Anderson, who's a junior, uncommitted. Uh, he's a standout linebacker for the football team. Uh, I believe he hit cleanup for those guys, which in that lineup is a, is a loud statement. He had a couple of really loud base hits from the right side, uh, played third base well, uh, going to be a, a big factor for those guys this, this year as well. Um, and then one guy I, I like that's just had, had some bad luck in the past, um, man, I've got a lot of just tough names today. Alex Berndelmeyer, uh, he's going to end up being a four-year starter at Vista Ridge. Um, I had him 4-1-4 down the line, and that was with an awkward step where he thought he might have to take a turn to go to the outfield if the ball got through the infield. He can really run, uh, play center field. Coach Garver is extremely high on him. You know, last year he played through a torn labrum and a UCL injury. And then when the season was over, he had surgery. Uh, so he missed the summer. He didn't play any summer baseball. So he's flying on the radar right now from a recruiting standpoint, but he could play, man. Um, I, I I think Juco programs in the region definitely need to take a look at him. Uh, can really run. He's going to hit lead off. Um, the, the speed is definitely going to play. Um, I think he understands who he is as a hitter. It's more com contact than impact with the bat, but he makes contact at a high level, not a lot of whiff in his profile. Uh, I think he's going to have a big season for those guys. Um, and then on the mound, Zachary Fetchel was up to 90 miles an hour during his two inning appearance. Um, loose frame, kind of thinner right-handed pitcher, maybe could fill out a little bit more. Curveball was kind of a big 68 to 70 mile an hour shape, but the changeup, oh man, the changeup was good. And uh, one thing we always talk about, throwing changeups to right-handed hitters. And he did that in two innings and got a couple of whiffs doing it. Um, I think it's going to be a good pitch against righties and lefties. I know he's got some programs that are keeping a close eye on him. Uh, I think he's going to have a really, really big season for those guys on the mound. I know they're super fired up about him. Um, didn't get a chance to see sophomore standout Ethan Sanders, who I believe was at an FFA event showing some pigs. So shout out to him. Hope yeah. Those pigs, 
hope those pigs pigs did their thing there at FFA. Um, I also liked what I saw from uh, from Cade Nathman, uh, who's a junior. He was four one nine down the line. Uh, sophomore Alex Reyna um, caught my eye as well, and then uh, senior Mason Simmelman. Uh, was filling in a shortstop for Sanders not there and uh, liked his actions defensively. Um, he's got some bat speed. He's got some physical projection. Um, I don't know what kind of role he's going to play for those guys, but uh, I think he's going to make an impact of him. But Vista Ridge, man, I, I, I'm in on those guys. I think they're going to have a really, really good year, um, especially yeah. with those those guys on the mound. But that lineup is is a good lineup, um, and they're going to fly around defensively. With a lot of athleticism they're going to put on the diamond. Yeah, I, I love them last year when I saw them early and they only got better and now they're they've got a bunch of those guys back and I I, I have a tough time thinking that they don't do well. <laughs> I know. know I mean? Yeah. You, they have all the ingredients. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm already way. looking forward to hopefully we get our Hank Howard and Travis Sakura matchup at Oof. some point in district, which which would be a lot, a lot of fun to see. Yeah, so I'm gonna talking about athleticism. I'm gonna move over. I got a I got a private school game that I went to last week that I I was I showed up expecting one thing and I got I don't know if I got what I thought I was gonna see probably more uh, to be honest. Like we all know about Preston Wood and and the star power and their lineup, but uh, that was my first experience with Brook Hill as a team. Um, you know, we had Jabin Moore on our academic team mm-hmm. shortstop. 2024 i got him down the line on a bunt at 397 Ooh. Um, and you know stat line wasn't his best day i'm sure he'd tell you that but man like i just i like him as a player like he he gets in the box and he attacks um he hit he hit a couple balls hard with nothing to show for it um uh, but again he's showing off the athleticism getting down the line at 397 i like the way he moves in the field um uh, moving back to Prestonwood before I go back to Brook Hill, um, AJ DePaulo, um, you know, definitely one of the best catchers in the state. He's just really athletic. Um, and he, in, in that game, like, it, it's funny, you can tell how much a game can change on like one pitch. Like he had some really good at bats, uh, where twice I counted should have, should have had ball four and been on base with a walk. And, um, you know, questionable, let's call it. Ball <laughs> you get led, that this time of the year sometimes. Led, led to, um, led to more, led, led to some extra pitches. And I think he, you know, n- causing him to not really know what the strike zone was. And he went after some pitches after that, that, that I don't think he would have under normal circumstances, but you know, he ended up, he ended up with a single, uh, he did walk once, um, you know, he handles really good stuff from his pitching staff um, and, and just plays hard. I just, he always gets down the line hard when I see him. Um, and he did that again. Uh, D Kennedy um, ended up kind of being the star of the show for the game. Yes, he did. What a game. He um, base, bases clearing double that ended up being the game winner. And the half inning before came in and got a huge strikeout with bases loaded. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen him pitch before. I hadn't either. He, yeah. He was 89, 91. And like, you know, it, we know he's a hitter, like mm-hmm. he's a hitter. But if you didn't know that going into it, you wouldn't know that he's not a, always a pitcher. I mean, yeah. he he looked good. He's obviously athletic on the mound, mm-hmm. um, attacked and showed some fire, man. Like it, it was there was some there was some tension in a in an early early season game and some really yep. cold weather and and he you know he rose up to the occasion and had a good game. But uh, his timing was a little off early in the game. But when they needed him, he came up 
came up huge with that basis clearing double. Um, Terrace Murray uh, showed some athleticism late in the game. Um, you know, he had a single and then took second on a, a ball where the defense just kind of let it get away from him and weren't paying attention, but showed his athleticism there. Um, uh, Will Johnson is oh, a guy yeah. that he that is a huge get for UTS. Yeah, yes, um, we talked about it before, but man, like it was it was big time. Like, yeah, he crushed the home run. He plays with an attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's he's fun to watch, man. And if he fills out, I mean, he's the guy that has, is going to have a chance to definitely play early just because of the baseball IQ. Like, I, yep. I have a feeling he can play anywhere on the infield. Yeah, um, he can. We've seen him at third, seen him at short. Mm-hmm. Um, just a baseball player. Um, and I know Coach Valade uh, is a big fan of his. Um, Louis Bassard, one of my favorite little baseball players around. Like, he he just, you know, he finds himself in the middle of the stuff, gets on base when he needs to. Um, and I, he, I've seen him pitch. I like the way he competes there. Um, just – Good little baseball player, man. I, I really like him. Um, on the mound, Xavier Mitchell started. Um, you know, he'd probably tell you that wasn't his best inning, but man, he flashed some big time, big time breaking balls. Yeah, uh, there were there were a bunch of pro scouts in attendance, and you know, he, they he, he was eighty six, eighty nine. Um, you could tell he he was a little bit rusty, um, and and just he, you know, he was fine. He just mm-hmm. you know left a couple a couple balls over the plate and a good brick Hill lineup took advantage of it. Um, but man, like there were a couple of breaking balls that he landed that, you, you know, it's what we talk about all the time. Like when there's a bunch of scouts around and something happens and everyone kind of like shifts around in their chair a little bit, gets out their pin, you know, starts making yeah. some notes, yeah. texting their buddies. Like that was, that was Xavier Mitchell's breaking ball that day. Um, and he, it was, <laughs> It was uh, it was special. <laughs> so uh, again, he wasn't his best outing from a stat line standpoint, but like he's such an exciting pitcher, and I mean, he he is the least of anyone's worries um, right. after after a short outing. But he'll get plenty of chances, and he'll be more than fine. Nobody will be worried about him. But I mean, electric uh, defines his stuff pretty well. Um, moving back over to the Brookhill side. You know, we talked about Gavin Moore, like him, Cade Chesley, left-handed pitcher, uh, senior. He just competes, man. He he gets after it on the mound. Um, mm-hmm. He was mid-80s. Like I said, he he did a good job of handling a really, really good Preston Wood lineup. Um, I mean, he, he was competitive. Um, they had, shoot, they had the lead late in the game, and a big he was a big reason for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the plate, Dylan Malone was a guy that really stood out to me, 2024 outfielder. He is physical and he is fast. Like he is, he hits some balls really, really hard. Um, he's got a definite D1 future for me. Um, Lex Rich had a home run. He's a guy that we've seen hit in our stuff before. Um, big week. He was, you know, he was in our five tool top 10 performances for the week. Um, Dallas Clements, uh, freshman catcher. I liked um, him, man. Yeah. He's he's gonna have a chance. Um, mm-hmm. but man, I, I I I should get to see them again this week, and I'm really excited to do that because for for a private school team that I didn't know much about, I was not expecting what showed up or got off the bus for them. Mm-hmm. They are physical, yeah, they play they hard, they are very well coached. Mm-hmm. Um, they had one inning that got away from them, but other than that, I mean they 
they hung in there and gave Preston what everything they got. So they're going to be a team that is highly, highly competitive. I mean, they got multiple D1 guys in that lineup for me, but um, I'm excited to see them play again. Uh, and then my last action that I got to sleep, I went over and saw a, um, a scrimmage between Keller and Hebron on Monday. Um, I think everyone's seen Aiden the, Howard's the Aiden Howard two show. bombs. Um, one to left, one to right, no big deal. Um, he's not but, bad. Yeah, he's he's. I hate that he's on your team, but um, <laughs> but man, like he's he is he's filling out. You can tell he's put in a lot of hard work uh, in the weight room. Um, one of our favorite players. Yeah, I mean, and you know, in in front of a, a a crew of about, I think I counted. There was over fifteen pro scouts there. Um, hitting two home runs one oppo and one down pull down the line is not going to be a bad thing for your legend. Yeah. Um, but dude, special player, we can't say enough good things about him. Um, let's see. Cade Binion hit a home run. He crushed it too. Like, oh, okay. He is, he's he's he been is, a performer for sure in the past. No doubt. And like, he looks like he looks, he just feels like kind of a leader on that team. Um, just, I just like the way he goes about his business kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, plays with some attitude and he knows he's good in, in a good way. Um, mm. And I expect him to, you know, be a middle of the order back for them. Lane Hayworth, Wichita State commit. Um, I've always liked him. I like the way he plays the game, plays hard, plays tough. Uh, MJ So um, had a good outing on the mound. I thought showed good stuff, flashed a bunch of different pitches. Um, so that's a good get for them, for him coming back to Hebron after being at JP two last year, Brady Richardson. Um, he was playing short for, for a good chunk of the scrimmage. Uh, I like him. He, he's a good baseball player. And Ian McCracken's another guy that we've talked about before. He hit a bomb um, and he got it. Like he's, I mean, you, you're, you're getting pretty far down the lineup and they're still throwing guys up at the plate <laughs> yeah. that, that um, can, can, hit that home can, yeah. can do some damage. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we know we know some of the big names on that team, but they have a deep, deep roster, especially on the mound. I mean, you, they led off with Will Patterson, MJ threw, Minjay did not throw. He had thrown the scrimmage before. Then you bring in Marcos Paz, and he kind of felt his way around the first inning a little bit, and then the second inning he came out and just blew him away. I mean, he was he was eighty eight ninety one. The stuff was good. He was moving the ball around, and you know, just what we've always liked about him, just you know. He's stone cold killer. He just goes yeah, right at yeah. it. Um, just, you know, just attacks, throws it in there, not afraid. And that that's always a big thing for me that I like to see. And he does it every time out. That's the consistency he shows. The body looks good. Um, he, he's, I mean, there's a reason why he's one of the best players in the country for his class. Um, and he gives them another steady arm that uh, Ethan Hunt, I mean, they're loaded. Yeah. Um, yeah they're going to have a chance. I, I would be very disappointed if they don't go far in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but Coach Stone has himself a good group, and I know he likes them. And I uh, they've got good leadership from some of their older guys. Um, and that's going to carry them a long way. I mean, they've, they've got everything that you can ask for. So a loaded team, fun to watch, going against another team that just consistently wins. Um, and this is where the scrimmage comes out. In, in some of it, but 
I lost tra- like I started talking for a little bit and I lost track of where they were in the lineup and they were moving guys in and oh, out and yeah. didn't have numbers and I was done. Um, but <laughs> yeah. there, there are a few guys that, you know, are always up to the plate. Um, for me, Jackson Hill, another UTA commit. Yeah. Um, it's exciting seeing these guys at clay clay and their staff has pulled in already because they are really good baseball players with some physical tools. Um, and that's where you guys start. I mean, guys that know how to play the game and mm-hmm. have some talent to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, Jackson Hill had a good day, uh, or he definitely looks the part. We know Fish, Fisher Polydorov can really hit. He had a sack fly in the game. Um, on the mound, Dalton Osofsky, I think he's a high point commit. And I was I was impressed with him. He was 87 to 90 uh, on the gun for me. And he just comes in and attacks and looks like he knows how to move the ball around. Uh, Mason Cook, uh, junior, uh, right-handed pitcher, he was 80. 80- 790 and it looks like there's a lot more in the tank and then chris langley um it's another pitcher that i went through while i was there um really good really spun the breaking ball um all I, i'm looking at my notes and in the curveball column i just have a star <laughs> so that, that's 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 usually a good sign he knows how to pitch he's been he's you know he's i think he's had some success in in our events um you know before we got there i think he was maybe like the most valuable pitcher he had some superlative award from the pudge i think it was a couple of years ago but, yeah that sounds um, right get and obviously ties Rodnick. he didn't throw the day when i was there but i mean so uh keller's loaded again um i don't know which guys were which for some of them but they just look they all look like the same guy coming up to the plate like they're physical they're yeah. strong um you know that, that's one of those things you, you you notice on some of these big you know 6a teams is there there's just some some real physicality, but then, I mean, shoot, like I would go back to Prestonwood and Brook Hill, like they were physical too. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's kids are just so much bigger than they were. Um, but there's an obvious dedication to the strength, strength side of things. And at these bigger schools, um, a lot of these guys have been involved in some good weight programs on the football side of things too. Um, but man, it's, I'm ready to get going. Um, you know, obviously games will be nice. Yeah. Yeah, games I, will be I couldn't you, help you myself. Might not, I, you might you might not be saying that today when it's like thirty degrees and windy, but um, games, yeah, games will be nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is definite. Um, uh, it's definitely early season baseball weather. Um, yeah. So, but as long as it's good for our tournament in two weeks, like I'll yes. sacrifice. Yes. I'll sacrifice wearing it right now for yeah for a good showdown for that, but you know, we'll get to spend the next couple of weeks previewing that and putting, man, we've been putting together the rosters for that tournament and it is loaded. Uh, really excited for that tournament and ready for some real baseball, all of yeah. it. Um, yeah. Ready for numbers on jerseys and lineups that um, stay the same. So, yeah, I've got, I got three more teams to run through just real quick. Oh. Just cause I saw, I saw some bits and pieces and uh, um, Georgetown Riley Leininger is a guy that we've talked about before. Yep. He's, gotten more physical he hit i sent y'all the video because i couldn't find where he hit the ball he pulled one yeah. foul and into the trees and i legitimately couldn't find where it went um he's got some big power there i know they're really excited about him uh played third and short stuff i think he's definitely a third baseman long term uh, i know the coaching staff there is excited about uh, devin peterson a junior outfielder who can run he's got some pop uh cooper ashby a junior pitcher it's a guy they're excited about as well um, you know, and then Eli Hellman, who's a McLennan get shortstop. That was such a smart ad by them early on. I thought he was really underrated last year. 
He's going to hit lead off for those guys. He's going to play really quality defense at shortstop. Um, he's he's definitely going to be a dude for those guys. They had Zach Zavala last year. It feels like they just kind of have a similar type of guy, whereas Hellman's probably a little bit more glove than than um, than Zavala, who's a big time bat, but a really good player. Uh, Waco Midway, um, unfortunately, didn't get to see it. Jeremiah Arnett, who's going to Wichita State, or Cameron Johnson pitch. Cameron Johnson, a twenty four class. I'm really excited about his his long-term upside. He is, he is going to be a major D one arm. Um, so if you're a, a D one program, you're kind of kicking the tires, you're tracking him, just know, like he, he's going to throw really, really hard. Like it's, yeah. it's already in the low nineties. It, it's there's, it's coming. Uh, so be ready. Um, but, uh, Alex Martinez who transferred from Waco high over to Waco midway, he's a senior. Um, he really impressed me with the bat. Played a really clean third base, very confident. He tracked pitches extremely well, carries himself with a lot of confidence and competitiveness. Um, uncommitted senior. Uh, he can hit, man. Um, I, I think that the uh, junior college programs need to get some eyes on him because it was clean defense and a bat that's got some power, but also has some hit tool in there um, as well. And then a couple of sophomores, I mean, excuse me, a couple of juniors I know they're excited about that I got some eyes on. Sawyer Haynes. Who played the middle infield, um, athletic bat speed was on base a ton, moved really well, played a clean second base. Uh, and then Noah Brewer uh, caught some innings for them. I was impressed by the way he moved behind the plate there. I believe he's a Dallas Patriots guy. Uh, and I think he's going to catch some quality innings for them. And then wrapping up with Anderson, um, Ed Small hit lead off of them. Um, great looking guy. Um, got in there against Sakura and wasn't scared. Um, made contact, uh, didn't whiff. Uh, time the fastball uh, grounded out but just kind of missed one but he was on time some really really good fastballs um and then andrew mason was a guy that played some middle infield for them in the junior class that caught my attention um and then rylan yanish uh y-n-a-s-c-h um is heading to mary harden baylor and i can see why he's a really quality player for them played some shortstop um really excited to get some eyes eventually on jake melvin he didn't pitch that scrimmage but I'm heading to DBU as a guy that's thrown really, really hard in the past. So, woof, that is, uh, I believe, geez, 13 teams on my end. And uh, you probably were at least like, what, nine, nine eight, 10, eight, 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 over over 20 teams. So that's uh, a lot of players, a lot of teams. But like you, super excited to um, to turn the page on the scrimmages and just get the, get the games going and trying to map out our schedule and see as much talent as, as we possibly can in the most efficient way we can. But – I'm uh, looking forward to the five tool festival, the first weekend in March. And also too, man, I've gotten uh knock on wood. I've gotten fortunate with some of the stuff down here. The, you know, Westlake is doing a tournament with, I think with dripping Springs as well. That is absolutely loaded. Um, and then dripping Springs is doing the Keith Tuck Memorial again, which Sinton will come up for, uh, which every time I look on the internet, Blake Mitchell hit another home run. <laughs> so um, he, hit two. he hit, yeah, he hit two in the first game. Yeah, or, or the scrimmage. He, he remain he remains really really good. Um, so yeah, it's uh, we're gonna blink and it'll be you know the first week of March. We'll be gearing up for our tournament and and have seen having seen a lot of games. So um, and also too, you know, we're gonna go through and um, future podcasts. Make sure we we're highlighting what's going on in California. Um, they uh, Tim Arakawa and our Five Tool California account had some really good stuff um, on their page last night. Um, you know, Stanford signee was just hitting a bomb. Um, that I saw that Tim, 
Yeah, Luke Lavin, I saw Tim thought he had some brain and belt in the game there with the swing. Yeah, it's kind of what the swing looks like. Uh, Santa Margarita out there, he had some good stuff from them, and Arizona's going to get going soon. So uh, we're going to have all of the accountants going at once, firing away with, with high school coverage, which is going to be really, really exciting. Again, I can't emphasize it enough. If you're a player, a coach, um, get to the new 5tool.org if you haven't checked it out and, and just look at those resources and those opportunities for players. And, and let us know, man, if you sign up for a premium subscription, let us know. Uh, DM us or email us info, info at 5tool.org. We'll get your videos on there. If you've got home videos that people are taking of you at scrimmages and games, send them to us, man. We'll get it on that profile. We'll, we'll build that video library up for you so you can send it out to those college coaches. But uh, we think it's a really, really great resource. And uh, yeah, we've definitely feels like we've mentioned 100 teams and 100 players and we haven't even gotten to the games yet. Which is good. Good. We survived the scrimmage calendar. Uh, we don't have to sweat um, lineups and jersey numbers and, and any of that stuff anymore, which would uh, which will be exciting for sure. So, and I think we mentioned so many teams and players that it broke Drew's internet. So I'm going to wrap us up here. And uh, thanks for tuning into episode 101 of the Five Tool Podcast. Again, get to FiveTool.org and check out our new website and all the features there for players and coaches. Uh, make sure you're following the podcast at five tool pod on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, all of our regional accounts as well as we get rocking and rolling uh, with our high school coverage um, for the season. Um, until we talk to you next time, stay warm, stay safe, take care.